hope it's a wonderful day for you. I've tremendously enjoyed the Sunday school class this morning. Thought about what Brother Ken talked about giving them a Bible. And uh, it's on my mind about Peter said, I don't have no silver and gold to give you. But such as I have, I'll give you, is the word of God. That man never begged another day in his life. He got him a job and went to work. Chinese people said, you teach a man to fish and he'll never beg again. He'll know how to fish. Now, I know sometimes you got to give him money. I know that. But I tell you, I'm so excited about the things of God. And uh, last few days, we had three major things break down at our house. Peggy asked me last night, I said, what's going on with us? I said, I don't know. I said, I've been walking around this place and talking to it. And the angel of the Lord protected us. said, we've got three major things broke down. Been walking around the church and saying, God, this is your church. This is your body. I don't want to see nothing to break down. I don't want to see no more water leaks. You take care of it. But still things happen. But I want you to know that God is still God. And he's not changed. He's not going to change. The world may change. You may change. And I change but he does not change he's ever with us forevermore I'd like to take your Bible and turn to 1st John 4 and 4 please uh, we're just excited about the Lord and the good things of God and what he's doing he's doing great things how many believe he's doing great things he's doing great things in your life and what he's able to do all the promises of God are what yes and what amen the Old Testament, there's 633 commandments that God said you got to keep. 633. Paul said, why would you put all this on these people when they couldn't even bear them and our forefathers could? Then it narrowed down to 10. Then Jesus comes along. How many is glad for Jesus? I tell you, there ought to be more shouting for Jesus than anything else in this world. There ought to be more focus on Jesus than anything in this world. He comes along. They said, good master, what must I do to be saved? He said, there's none good, no, not one, but God. But here's what you got to do to be saved. To love thy God with all thy heart, with all thy faith, with all thy mind, and all their strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. This is the hinges of all the commandments. If I love you, I'm not going to mistreat you. Is that right? If you love the world the way God loves the world, I tell you, the abundance will come, come to your life. Isn't it wonderful just to know you got to just keep two commandments? You say, what about the Ten Commandments? I shall not commit adultery. If you love God, <laughs> you're not going to have no desire to commit adultery because he's going to wash you from that. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. I forgot where I was. Amen. 4-4. Four, four. Thank you. Whoever said that. I'm just getting excited here this morning. 4-4. Four, four. You are of God, little children. Have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that's in you than any problem you're going to have in this world. I'm not concerned about those things that broke down at the house. We done got one fixed. And I know a man to call to come fix it again, fix another one. How many of you can know somebody that can, you can call to get it done? You don't need to worry about it as long as you know somebody can fix it. So 
greater is he that's where than what? There shall be no weapon formed against you that shall prosper. I don't care what it is. There's not a weapon in this world can be formed against you. You shall, you ought to say it out loud, prosper. That wasn't very loud. The greatest prosperity is in your spirit. I like what Brother Ken said this morning. Scientist says your greatest life is right up here. Ninety percent of your life is formed right here. Only two percent is formed in your flesh. A tree has to grow from where? Inside where? Our life has got to be formed inside of us of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I guarantee you everything else is going to work according to his plan. It's inside of you. We're going to title this. The greater one, you might say the Holy Ghost or Jesus, lives where? Now, where does Jesus live? Inside you. You say, well, I thought he was in heaven. But he's with you forever, and he will never forsake you nor leave you alone. He's ever with us. Not a time he's from us. Now, the greater here means, it could, I looked at this up in some Bible dictionaries. It means, could mean large exceedingly great and mighty. What's inside you? Something's exceedingly great and mighty. And it exceeds all greatness. It even goes to very great with no limits. What's living inside of us? I, with Don, I mean Sam reading Ephesians. John Osteen said, if it's the only book in the Bible you want to read and get the most out of it, be sure you read the book of Ephesians. i tell you some powerful stuff in the book of Ephesians. Every scripture in the Bible is powerful and dynamic when you read them. Listen to what it said in Ephesians 1.19. What is exceedingly greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the Working of his mighty power. Now, where is this mighty power working? Inside you. If you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost working inside you, I want to encourage you to get it. It's the greatest thing that ever happened in your life is to be filled with the Spirit of God. There's nothing in the world can be compared to it. I've been on both sides of the fence. I wouldn't, couldn't tell you what I was on one side of the fence. But I tell you, it was a miraculous thing when God comes in a person's life. Jesus has all power in heaven and in earth. He is your chief counselor. I got a picture of the famous lawyer in California, one of the most famous lawyers of his time, but he's not as famous as Jesus is. He's your counselor. The greatest advice you'll ever get is from Jesus. It's from Jesus. And where does he live? Inside you. He is also your chief physician. There's no one knows more about your body than he does. Hmm? Thank God for doctors, but they only practice in medicine. But Jesus knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly how to minister to you. The wonderful things of God. And Jesus worketh his power in every one of us. 
He's working his power inside of us. John 1, 49 and 51, Jesus said this. Jesus says to Nathaniel, Because I say unto you, I saw you under the fig tree, believest thou? Isn't it wonderful how well God can see you? Peggy has to go to the doctor, eye doctor, on account of taking his shots every Sunday night. It destroys her eyesight. And the doctor that she goes to, the arthritis doctor, he wants them eyes checked every month. He wants to know what's going on. So I went and got mine checked again the other day. And he said, well, I'll tell you something right now. I said, yours is better than it was the last time you was here. I want you to shout hallelujah. Not because of that. You can get better with God in you if you'll start talking the things of God and saying what you want to see happen in your life. Amen. I'm going to get to that again here in a minute. And they told her, I think yours is all right, right? I mean, she ought to shout. They say that Mr. Testate is going to destroy their eyesight, but I tell you, the chief physician is the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to say this morning, I don't care what's happening in your life, there's a God in you greater than what's against you. There's a God can do more than you can imagine or you think. The glory of God that lives inside of us. The glory of God lives inside of us. And Jesus said, you, then he goes on to say, Thy shall see greater things than this. What, Brother James, what Clayton could be greater than seeing a man sitting under a fig tree 30, 40 miles away? But he said, I tell you now, you're going to see greater things. How many believe this morning you're going to see greater things in your life than you've ever seen before? We need to raise our expectations to meet God's will and what he has planned for our life. He has no plan of destruction for our life. He has a plan of power and authority. That's what his plan is. He lives inside here. Are y'all like me? Sometimes you don't think he's in here. and You have to repent and get right with God. The wonderful things of God. Verily, verily, I say unto you, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending upon the Son of Man. You're blessed if you know Jesus. You may not know the president, but you're blessed if you know Jesus. When we were down at the other church, I don't remember the guy's first name. His name Wagner when we had satellite coming into the church where we could worship. He was a black man. He had to build a mega church. And, and I believe uh, Ronald Reagan had asked him to the White House. He said, I practiced my walk how I was supposed to walk before him, you know. We sat down to eat. He invited us to his supper to eat. And, he said, the Lord called my name said, Reagan didn't bring you up here. I did. He said, I got up out of that cheek and said, I walked my normal walk. I wanted everybody to see what my normal walk, what God has done for me. Listen, if God's going to carry you any place, he can carry you anywhere in the world. When we expect God to carry us and give him credit and glory and honor, don't never Try to steal the glory of God. He don't like that. He wants you to have his glory, but he don't want you to claim it. Get you puffed up. Let me read you something else here. Jacob dreamed a dream. How many believe that people need to dream some dreams? We need to have dreams. If they did it in this book, 
God's still doing it. He's still the same. He's not changed one bit. He's still the almighty God. I don't know. I can't see for the light. Sister Martha Seagrove, is that you sitting back there? I understand that you got a word of the Lord of the morning, Sunday morning down here. Is that right? I want you to hold on to that. I don't care what you feel and what your body says. I want you to hold on. When you hear a prophecy from someone, if you will hold on to that prophecy, Sister Martha, it shall come to pass. She called the one that gave her that prophecy the next morning and said, You know, I felt to that knot, and that thing is already sinking. Listen, God is alive as much as ever has was. If you'll hear the prophet, hold on to what God says. Don't go by your feelings. You believe what God says. You shall recover. You shall recover. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Bible said in Genesis 28 that Jacob dreamed a dream. Now, he's sort of a renegade. All he's got for a night to sleep was a stone under his head and, and out in the wilderness all by himself and all alone. And, but there he dreamed a dream. He went to sleep. I don't know how many people could go to sleep like that. I have never heard in my lifetime so many pillars you got to have to change to learn to get a good night's sleep. I want you to know you can have a good night's sleep if God is in you. The peace of God is ruling your life, ruling your soul, and ruling your mind. If Jacob could lay down, Brother Melvin, and we're just in the wilderness and a stone for a pillar and fall asleep. But that's not the real thing happened to him. He dreamed a dream. He dreamed a dream. And this is what he dreamed. He saw a ladder sitting upon the earth. And the top of it reached the heavens. Behold, the angels of God ascended and descended on him. And the Lord stood above it. And the Lord Jesus Christ stood above it. Wouldn't that be an awesome dream? A ladder holding down on the earth and reaching up to heaven. And the angels doing what? Let me ask you this question. Where does angels live? Where? Down here on earth. You say, how hey, you know that, Brother Billy? Because they was ascending. <laughs> he didn't know it, but... <laughs> He didn't know it, but the angels are random. I'll get to this here in a minute. You may not know it because you're in the wilderness, but I want you to know that God's wilderness is where the angels are. That's where your blessing, the greatest blessing you could ever receive is while you're in the wilderness. The greatest word of God that can be heard is while you're in the wilderness. I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. I'm with you always until the end of the earth. He was dreaming a dream, sound asleep, but he's seen this and the Lord standing up on the top. Listen to what the Lord said. I am the Lord. I am the self-existing one. You say, what does that mean, Brother Billy? He wants to take himself and let you know that he's in you and for you. He's a self-existing one that gives you what you need. He's inside you. To give what you need. Now, Jacob didn't have him inside him. We got more than what Jacob got. You ought to say amen. You got more than any Old Testament person had. You got more. You said, what about John the Baptist, the greatest prophet ever lived? But he that believeth in Christ is greater than John the Baptist. You're greater. Great. Everybody ought to say greater. I tell you, the devil don't want us to say what God is telling us. He don't want you to say there's a lot of opinions that say, well, you ought not to tell your dream. You ought not to tell that. The devil's a liar and the father of all lies. 
Jesus said, what you hear from me, shout it from the housetop. God gives you something, you ought to shout it out loud to the things of God. And here he lays here. He stood above it. He said, I am the Lord. I'm the Lord thy God. I am with thee. That's probably not what he wanted to hear. Sister Belk, that's probably what he didn't want to hear. He ain't got nothing just laying down. He, he probably didn't want to hear that. But he said, I'm with you. How many believe that God is with you? He said, wherever thou goest, I'm going to go. Wherever you go, I'm going to go. God told Abraham, said, walk before me and I'll bless you. Keep my planets and I'll bless you. Then he goes on, he makes another profound statement here. All the places where thou goest, I'm going to bring you back again. I read of the day where that God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. And the person writing on that scripture said, Now, and I want you to notice God's only going to supply your need, and that's all. I said, whoopsie, what is going on here? When I turn back in Genesis, and I read about Jacob and Esau, Esau said, what's the meaning of all this cattle and all this stuff out there? Jacob falls on his face and said, I brought that to you, my Lord, because he's referencing Esau as the head. What did Esau say? What? He said something else first. Do what? Say it out loud, Sister Linda. Woo! Somebody ought to say, I got plenty. Listen, God not only supplies all of your needs, he supplies more than your needs. He supplies a plenty of all that you'll ever need in your life. Available at your doorstep. Available at your heart, your soul, and your mind. He'll never leave you. Wherever thou goest, I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to bring you back. He went out empty, but he come back how, Sister Linda? Plentiful. The greatest thing you will ever have is the plentiful anointing of the Spirit of God. There's nothing no greater. 1953, two men clam, clam, that's not a good word, is it? And like I knew this guy one time, he worked for the power company. People hadn't paid their bills, and he went out there and going to have to turn the electricity on and pull the meter. And the guy went out there and said, what you doing? He said, I'm going to have to pull your meter. You had not paid your bill. He said, you're not pulling that meter. He said, I'm going to pay my bill. He said, I'll climb up that pole and pay that bill. He said, well, you may climb up, but I guarantee you you're not going to climb back down. He said, well, I can't. the surfman said, I guarantee you I'm getting in that truck and leaving. <laughs> Y'all got the picture? God will bless you wherever you are. You got more than you need. How many got more than you need? How blessed you are to know the kingdom of God. The man in the dream had a dream of the night. I got a right to dream dream. Joel said, old men shall dream dream. <laughs> Young men shall prophesy. So I dreamed a dream. And there was this man walking toward this church with a large sum of money in his hand. He said, I'm carrying this to Calvary. 
He said, I don't know. I believe that, Brother Billy. I tell you, I believe it. That's the reason I'm telling you, I believe it. Paul said, I believe and I speak. David said, I believe and I speak. You got to speak what God tells you to say. People said Joseph should never told it. He'd done exactly what God told him to do. He told the dream. Listen, if you're ashamed to tell your dream and what God is telling you, it probably won't never come to pass. You got to be bold as a lion. We are against a roaring lion. It goes about as a roaring lion. He's not a lion. He goes acting imitation. He has no power, no authority over us. Flip Wilson made most of millions of dollars on his television show. The devil made me do it. Listen, the devil can't make you do anything unless you just yield to him. Here he was blessed abundantly. And God told him, said, wherever you go, I'm going to bring you back. And the amazing thing, he's going to bring you back home with peace. Is anything any greater in this life, peace? The greatest thing that God can do for us. Now, I want to share something here with you. In the book of James, says, all of us are like passion as Elijah. All these men in the Bible and women in the Bible and the writers of the Bible were men and women just like you and I. And the Bible said, and they died like men. I don't care how great they were, they died like men. These two men that climbed Mount Edwards in 1953, over five miles higher than the earth, when they got to the top, they could not stay there but 15 minutes. The writer that wrote this article said, your worldly fame is going to last just like a vapor. Couldn't breathe up there, but your eternal work with God is going to be forever. Elisha died, and they threw a man on him, and he got up. Throw a dead man on him. He's alive. Jesus, I mean, God said, his blood, your brother's blood, speaketh from the ground. How many of you know it? I don't care if you live for God and you'll die, your life is going to live on forever. You're going to keep living the wonderful things of God. How many of you ever heard of O.J. Simpson? Anybody in here ever heard of him? Did you know he was born with rickets? That he lived and walked on a crutcher as a child? Couldn't walk? One day he met the legendary Hall of Fame runner, Jim Brown of the Cleveland Browns. Huge man. On his crutches, O.J. Simpson looked up to him and said, One day, one day, I'm going to break every record you ever made. Jim Brown looked down, patted him on his head, said, Surely you will. Anybody want to finish the story? Anybody want to finish the story? He broke every record that Jim Brown ever made. Listen, your confession of faith has a lot to do with where you're going to go. Come on, say amen. We, we got to learn to confess what God says we are. We are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. He supplies all of our needs to carry out his will. And he said, greater things you shall do than what I've done. Greater things. You say, well, that's just one, one, one deal. How many have ever heard of William, Wilma Rudolph? Anybody ever heard of her? Peggy, you ever heard of her? She was born in 1940, a young black girl. Born with a cripple. Her mother spent lots trying to get her braces where she could walk. 
She just barely could walk. One day she went outside and sat down. She says, I'm going to walk. Took those braces off. Made a few steps. She says, I can walk. How many know that you can do more than what you think you do if you'll confess it? If you'll start confessing what you want to see happen, it will happen. Amen? Job said, if you'll decree a thing, it will happen. God says, I will decree it, and it will happen. When we imitate what God says, do something going to happen. She said, well, I can walk. She said, I'm going to run. She took off a running. In 1960s, in the 60s, she broke track record and come a famous track star because of the record she broke. Because one day she said, I'm not going to live like this no more. If you're here this morning, I want you to start saying to yourself, I am going to believe what God has said about me. I am going to believe what said about me. Brother Melvin, I don't remember how long you was in the hospital with TB. How long? Eight months. When he first they couldn't go see him, they didn't allow nobody to see him. He was so bad. When he first got out of the hospital, he just barely couldn't make it out there at the front seat and had to sit down. Is that right? <sighs> he sat there, and then he'd come into church and sit down and probably couldn't get up no more. But early in the morning now when he gets here, he comes all the way in here. I saw him come in this morning, come through them doors, come all the way in here and sit down a little bit. Next thing, he's walking around this church, just walking around this church. After a while, he'd sit down, he'd sit there a little while, and he'd get up and just walk around this church. How many you know you got more in you than what you think you have? When Christ Jesus says you can do it, you start confessing what God said about you. And if, listen, it won't be long, Brother Melvin's going to be running around this place like Rick Peel. If you believe what God has said, amen, you can do all things through Christ. Christ Jesus who strengthens us. Don't look at the cup half full. Look at the cup full. Amen? Don't go by your feelings. I've been having a hard time with this here lately. Feeling the emotions and wanting to follow your emotion. Your emotion is not of God. We've got to be sure we're hearing from God. And once you hear from God, be sure you hold on to it. And what things are going to happen in this world. Acts 4 and 34 says, Neither was there any of them that liked, as many as were possessed of lands, houses, sold them and brought them and laid them at the apostles' feet. And verse 35 said, There was no like in the land. God wants you to have no like in your life. He wants this church to have no like in their lives. And God has not changed. There's tremendous blessings waiting for us that has never been claimed. I've got how many billion dollars is lost every year on gift certificates that's never claimed. Billions is never claimed. How many blessings that God has given us that we have never laid hold of and laid claim to? Why don't you say, at least to yourself, till you learn how to say that, I'm going to have what God said I can have. I am what God says I am. No weapon going to be formed against me is going to rob me of what God said I can have and what God wants me to have and what God wants the church and the body of believers to have. The wonderful things of God. 
Second Corinthians four thirteen says this: We having the same spirit of faith. It's important that we have faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You must have faith. Everybody ought to start thinking. I must have faith. He's given you. His faith, the book of Mark says, He's given you His faith. We have the faith of God. It's living inside of us. It's active in our lives. He's given us our faith. Why does He give us His faith, Brother Sam? Because He wants us to obtain all the promises that God has said is for us. He knows that we can't get it without faith. But He knows if we have faith, it's His faith, we could get it. Jesus appeared to Nicodemus when Nicodemus Nicodemus didn't know how to be born again. Jesus said, how is it that you don't know that? You haven't been a member of the Sanhedrin court. He was a member of the highest court in the land. He said, how come you don't know that? I'm just going to paraphrase this a little bit. Nicodemus said, but I know who you are. <laughs> and he said, I know that no man, notice he said, no man can do the things you do except what? God be with him. How I many you know that we can't make a hair black or white, a statue one inch? only thing we can be successful is, is when God is with us. And all the work has to come from God through the Spirit of God in our lives. There's no other way to get it except that way. You may get it some other way in the natural world, but you can't get it in the spiritual world. We have the same faith according as it is written. I believe, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and there speak. You have faith. He said, if you got faith, you got my kind of faith, you're going to do what? Kenneth Copeland, I listened to him one time. They was going on a trip in the missionaries, and he was t teaching them some things. And one of them said, well, what if we pray for them and they don't get up? He said, I believe you need to stay at home. Huh? I mean, no, it's time, but we'll start believing God and seeing results. We must see results. Amen. The world must see that we've been with God. I don't know where this is true or not, but they say in Germany you can smell a German a mile off if you didn't drinking that German beer and eating what is it kind of cheese? Huh? What kind? I don't remember what kind it is. Somebody know know what kind of cheese they've been eating? It penetrates through 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 the skin. When I was a kid they think uh, grows kill tonic criminal tartar tablet would cure anything you had. And castor oil, it would cure anything. My daddy one time threw me down on the floor and opened my mouth and put that castor oil down because he thought it was going to cure me. But I want you to know it won't kill you, it just make you smell bad. It comes through your clothes and your field. And, you know, it, that won't help you one bit. i tell you what would help you, Christ Jesus, faith in your life and you speaking what God said about you. Why don't you start saying, I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Paul said, I believe and I speak. I believe and I speak. A person told me just recently they've been in the church all their life, born in church. They're in their 60s now. said, I used to think. If you had a prophecy over you, it was going to come true. said, I have learned that don't come true. You've got to go after it sometime. You've got to claim it. You've got to feel like it is yours and it belongs to you. 
when God told, I mean, Elisha told a Naaman to do what? He had leprosy. He was a great general. He was a, a, a conquered many cities. When he told him to go do wash in the pool, what did he do? He went away mad. He thought it is his importance. Elisha should have healed him right there. But he said, go, obedience. How many know it's important to be obedient? You must be obedient. When you hear the voice of God and what God prophesied to you, be obedient. Okay, what you feel like, what it looks like, be obedient and go do what he said to do, and it shall happen. It shall happen just like he said it would happen. I'm going to share something else with you, and then I may sing here. Hebrews 11, 6 says, It's without faith it's impossible to please God. Mark 9 and 22 said he's given us his faith. John 1, 16 said, all of his fullness have we received. We've already received it. He that saith to the mountain and does not doubt in his heart shall have what? Whatsoever he saith, he shall have. These such wonderful scriptures in the Bible, Second Peter 2 and 11, angels which are great in power and mighty works for us. You got angels. How many believe you got angels signed to you? Everywhere you go, your angel goes where? I read a story one time, and he men was trying to rob this woman. And the police shows up, and before they showed up, the men ran away. And the police said, "I wonder why they run away." And the woman said, didn't you see? He said, no, we didn't see. He said, didn't you see them mighty men standing by my side? How many of you know angels are standing beside you? You need not to worry about your children. Angels are with them too. Hmm? One of Diane's favorite preachers on television is Frederick Price. I'm just kidding her. She don't care for him. He's slow. He's just slow. He moves slow, holds his Bibles in his hand. Church at one time was the largest church in America. It was the stage turned around. He was asleep one night and his wife woke him up and said, our son has not come home. Let's get up and go look for him. He said, I'm not going to look for him. I'm going back to sleep. He said, if he's in trouble, he'll call. If he's been arrested, the police will call. If he's in the hospital, they will call. He had confidence. How many's got confidence God is with you? How many's got confidence is with your children? Wherever they are, God has signed something to them to help them. Greater is he that's in us. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. We shall recover all things that's been lost. You know what that word recover means? Look it up. It means make beautiful again. They say you can't lose nothing if you're walking in the Spirit. There's nothing you can lose. You can take a pair of shears and cut off a rose. What Does it damage the rose bush? Does it, Brother James? What happened? Ooh, glory to glow some more. That's what they say. If you're walking in the Spirit, keep your mind in the Spirit, you cannot lose nothing. What the devil sees from you, he'll, God will make you bring it back more than what he stole. 
this man who just first got into ministry, and the plague broke out. His name is E. E. Byram. His household was filled with sickness. Everybody was down, couldn't get up. He got so sick that he couldn't help them. He had to go to bed. He prayed to God, and nothing happened. And one day he asked him very boldly, Jesus, why have you not healed me? Why have you not healed me? And he heard this voice immediately speak back to him and said, Take me at my words. Arise. Did you get that? Jesus spoke back to him. Take me at my word. Arise. What did he do? He's so sick and such pain. I mean, believe it, God has never changed. 2,000 years ago, he told a man, take up his bed and do what? He was an invalid. Been paralyzed all of his life. And Jesus said, do what? Take up your bed and do what? And go home. Jesus still speaking today. He spoke 2,000 years ago today. He's still speaking the same message today. Get up, rise. How many believe it? God is saying to us, get up and rise. Take me at my word. He crawled out of that bed with such pain he could not hardly move. He said, I could not hardly get my clothes on, but I walked and did what I could do. And as I was dressing myself, I felt power coming. And you know what brings power in his life? Obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. He was obedient to the word of God that he heard the same word that spoke 2,000 years ago. is still speaking to you and I today. Take me at my word and see what will happen. Try me, he says, and see what I will do in your life. Glory to God. 2,000 years ago, Jesus' word has not changed. Men may change. But he said, Amen. Lord, I will. Such excruciating pain. And without hesitation, he said, I began to try to dress myself as I got out of bed. And he said immediately, I was healed. Can you imagine what happened to his whole family? Healed. Because they took God at his word. Took him at his word. Let's take him at his word, starting today, like never been before. Let's take what God has said. No weapon formed against me can what? Greater is he that's were in me than anything in this world. We're greater. Because the greater one's inside of us doing the work. God bless you for being here today. Starting today, Brother Ken, me and him hadn't been talking. We're not mad at one another. I don't mean that. But we hadn't been talking on this subject. This has been my prayer. And he, he, he mentioned it this morning. Church, every time we drive up in that drive out there, we ought to feel the presence of God. When we get up in the morning, we ought to be thinking about the presence of God and the glory of God being in this place. And then he said, when we come through those doors, we ought to be feeling the presence of God. When we come into this sanctuary, we ought to be coming here present, filled with the Spirit of God. And if we're not filled with the Spirit of God, well, you could get filled with the Spirit of God.
we are to be praising him. Hallelujah. We watched a film many years ago. This guy was a drug dealer. Had a drug deal, went bad. He had his gun laying on the front seat of his car and was driving down the road. He was going to kill those guys that had done him bad. But when he got to the place of this church, he said that car just turned in. said, I couldn't hold it. It just turned in. He went in there and told the pastor and gave him the gun. said, I was going to kill him with this. said, here's my gun. And the Lord filled him with the Holy Ghost. I want you to know that God is greater than anything in this world. He's greater than anybody's feelings. I don't care how bad they've been hurt. They can recover. I'm going to go a little bit further this morning. You can recover. I don't care what kind of sickness you got. You can recover. You can be 100% again. The devil says no. Your flesh knows. God says yes. Amen. God bless you for being here today. Leave this place today saying I am going to have something wonderful happen in my life starting today. God bless you for being here.